This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Dittman Research. Do you know what the most valuable thing in the world is? High-quality information. Because high-quality information informs much better decision-making. Dittman Research has been providing high-quality information to Alaska's leading businesses, organizations, and campaigns for 50 years. Do you really know what Alaskans think about your company or your issue? How about your clients, your shareholders, or your employees? So stop fumbling around in the dark. Hire Dittman Research and find out what's really going on. DittmanResearch.com All right, folks, back here with Jared Curie from the Narrows Bar. How you doing? Jeff, how you doing? Doing well today. Pretty, we were trying to do this podcast for a while. We, you went to, at one point I delayed it, then you went to Hawaii. Yeah, one day you didn't have uh, the right energy for me, you said, and then, uh, and then I had to go on a trip. I'll be honest, it may have been from a previous night at the Narrows. No, it was not at the Narrows. I think it was some other joint, but uh, nonetheless. I don't even know. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. It was somewhere. Um, so we met a couple years ago when I first came to Juneau. That's and right. When did the narrow? So folks don't know the Narrows Bar next to the Triangle. It's kind of a newer bar, but it's been around for a while, right? Yeah, we used to be the Arctic Bar, and um, I don't know exactly when it started. The building's probably 1910-ish, and you know it was a it was a it was a bar for I think the majority of its life. There was pool in there at one point, and I think the cigar shop in there at one point. But but for I think most of most of its days, it was a bar, and it was called the Arctic, and it closed maybe in 2013. And uh, they had it vacant for, uh, you know, unoccupied for a few years. And I picked it up in 2016 and I opened it in 2017, April 1st, 2017. So I'm guessing the reason it's called the Narrows is because it's a very narrow. Yeah, it's kind of a play on the space. And also, you know, a, you know, looking at, uh, you know, something like the Wrangell Narrows or something like that. It's kind of, and I needed to come up with a name in about a day for uh, the banking purposes. And so I quickly came up with the name and actually it's, it's been a good name i liked it so you just came up with it real i mean that wasn't really planned. fast yeah sometimes you go like think of it for a business people spend fucking months on a name right right they, they, right. they stress about it what do we call yeah. it what do we do what are we gonna <laughs> that's because the name the name's a lot name's a big deal but uh you know this whole project came together really fast i was living in oakland california at the time and um i'd always kind of wanted to be in the bar business my grandfather was in the bar business one of them was in the bar business one of the other was in the computer business alaska or something in um in texas actually in the the bar business and my grandfather in computer industry was in california so for the first you know 10 15 years of my life i went to the computer industry worked in software in san francisco and then and then kind of want to do something different so ended up going looking at going into the bar business and heard this uh article was for sale up here back in my hometown and um, I called them and they said the deal was was already locked up, and so I didn't think much of it. And six months later, they called me back, and I was laying in bed on a Friday, and I remember them saying, "Hey, our deal fell through. Are you still interested?" And I jumped up out of bed and talked to them on the phone, and I said, "Yeah, I'm interested. And what would it take to get this done?" And we came up with a deal on the phone in maybe 30 minutes, and they said, "All right, we'll see you Sunday at the bar." And you were in California. And I was in California. They didn't know I wasn't here, I guess. And so I flew up the next day, met them on Sunday, and shook hands and. Then I was in the bar business. So, so let's go back a little bit further. You, yeah. you're, you're from Juneau. You're born and raised. Born and raised Juneau. Yeah, went to went to school through here, through Gastineau, and then uh, DZ, and then uh, then through JDHS. Graduated here, and and uh, so yeah. what year did you graduate? 2001. So I graduated in 03. I, I grew up in New Mexico, but okay, we're pretty close age. So, yeah, yeah. how many people do you see at the bar? And we'll go into the Viking now yeah. the, 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 in a bit, but the one you bought, and that's yeah. kind of under construction. But people are like, oh my god, Jared. From school. <laughs> you probably see some of that, right? You know, we're pretty close-knit class, I would say. So, you know, a lot of people I went to school with, I'm, I'm still 
still in contact with here, and at least definitely the ones that are here, and many of the ones that aren't. Um, so you know, it's it's very rare that someone would come through and walk through and see me and not not be totally aware of mm-hmm. what's. It's we're a small community, you know. So, so you bought it, and so you came up in sixteen. Yeah. And how long you been? How long you been gone from gone from Juno for? I'd been gone for fifteen years. You, I mean, you'd come back to visit, I assume? Or? Yeah, I'd always come back to visit my my family's here and friends, so I'd be back pretty You've been gone 15 years, and you buy yeah. a business, and you decide... You're I in the uprooted computer. my life and uh, came back home, yeah. Jesus, really? Yeah. How, how'd you even know it was ride. for sale? You just you, you know, I was here one time, and <clears throat> I don't know. I think I just saw the place kind of empty, and then someone told me, oh, yeah, they're selling it. And so I kind of... I don't know. I went through some corporate filings and tried to track someone down and got a number and, you know, called them. And, you know, I was just, I don't know, just trying to make a deal. But they said they had a deal locked up. So for the folks who aren't in Juno, who don't spend time in Juno, you're right next to the Triangle. Yeah, I'm right been- downtown on the, kind of the corner of South Franklin and Front Street, right by the, the clock. That's the kind of iconic clock down there. Which I'm, I'm actually thinking I wanted to get. I, I tweeted this out a while back. I'm like, I want to get a Juno tattoo. You know, I, I want to get something Juno. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, what do, what do I get? And then somebody, a friend of mine, said, "How about the clock?" Yeah. Which, which, if folks don't know, there's the you know kind of your bar, and then there's the triangle across the street. There's this iconic big black kind of thin yeah. with a big on top kind of. You know, was there history on that? Or uh, you know, it's. Yeah. I think it's been there for. I think I saw a picture. We were. At, we remember we were at brunch. Yeah. At that uh, De- Debbie's. The, uh, or what the hell was that? place the, called the place out in the diner out in the valley i'm blanking on the name right now but but th- there was a picture donna's, donna's but there was yeah. a picture and that was in the 50s and the, i think the clock was there yeah but anyway so so you're um and it's kind of weird because downtown you got like you know the imperial just reopened you got right there you got the alaskan across the street the, the triangle you, you and then now the viking i want to talk about but yeah, i mean sure. it's kind of a pretty i mean you can walk to any bar there's, there's lucky lady right and, down there yeah and, you know us. about two, two minutes you can get to any bar yeah yeah it's nice so the Narrows, my kind of impression, I, I go there a lot. I, I love the drinks. I love the, it's, it's kind of a different, um, I don't want to say fancier, but it's, it's, you guys have a very kind of specific, like your drinks are very kind of specific. You guys have a different kind of crowd, maybe you're. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely gone towards um, craft cocktails and fine spirits, you know, living in, well, when I first left uh, Alaska, I went to Portland, Oregon. I was going to school there. So I went to Portland, I went to San Francisco, I went to Oakland for 15 years and kind of got a feel for craft cocktails and fine spirits and just playing with different flavors with fresh ingredients and and really kind of enjoyed that so I wanted to bring that home with me and so I did a remodel to suit you know it's kind of a um you know different different look compared to some of the old bars in town um and uh in a different product and and it's been well received for the most part I love the kind of the brick I assume it's like a wall Wallpaper. It's not wallpaper, so that's um, that's real brick cut kind of in half. So it's thin brick, so it's a little... Uh, I don't have much space in there, as you know. It's only like, I think I'm 13 feet 10 wide at the front and like just under 10 feet wide at the mm-hmm. very back of the building. So I didn't want to use full brick and take up six inches or whatever. So I used thin brick, and uh, we applied it to the to sheetrock with uh, mastic or something like that. And then, and then it, you know, we, we pointed it or whatever it's called with, uh, you know, real... You know, just like you would regular Wait, brick, but it's you have the kind of brick, and then you have those kind of windows. Yeah, with, we put with, some windows in the back. That was my dad's idea. It looks, it makes it feel like a little bit bigger. Yeah. Than it is. So there's a door and like halfway down, and, and that I f- was in the wall when I when I peeled the wall layers of the wall back. I found that old historic door. So I decided, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'll leave it, and I decided to add to it. It's my dad's idea with the with the windows in the back. Mm-hmm. Give it some character back there, and and then I've I've had several uh, uh, um, situation with folks by the fire. 
uh-huh. on the little the little kind of get like with the couches and sure. chairs. That's yeah. that's a good spot. There's nice little I think some deals out. might have been made there. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping some deals are getting made. I'm, there. I'm guessing you know, some it's deals. A nice little spot. Great fireplace. The city mm-hmm. fought me on that one, but I was able really? to get the fireplace in. Yeah. Did you have to build it, or was it already the chimney was there? No, nothing was there. So I blasted up through the two stories of the building and um, and uh, put a you know beautiful fireplace insert in there, wood burning, and uh, you know kind of cool. I don't know if you see the right of it. There's the kind of big metal round storage for the for the wood it was kind of a good use of mm-hmm. space those are actually the pilings from the new docks they built five or so years ago um i saw some leftovers and was able to to Just grab, some grab, them, them. grab yeah. those up yeah so i had a guy plasma torch cut him and and so now now it holds the wood so let's talk about the viking because i first came to june i have a friend you may know my buddy lonnie the car, car business so i yeah okay yeah i started coming you know a long time ago driving cars to juno this is back in like I mean, 06, 07, so, and then I had spent several summers here for, like, 4th of July, which is always fun, and, you know, you come down to Juneau, first time, it's like the Imperial and the Viking, those yeah. were kind of the spots, and then uh, the Viking, um, popular spot for kind of staff, legislate, people go there, all kinds of sure. things happening, it's and it's, it's closed now, and I didn't realize this till earlier in the session, you bought it. Yeah, so I bought it. Let's before before here. the COVID. Yeah, so the way license transfers work with with uh, the state and, and the AMCO board, it takes about that's like the marijuana alcohol board, the alcohol marijuana control office. I think it takes God, you know, nine months probably once you have your ducks in a row to to kind of get all the paperwork in, and there's lawyers and all kinds. You have to make the right timing for the meetings and all this stuff. So, so I'd actually purchased that thing. Let's see what year is it? We kind of lost twenty one, twenty one, twenty. I purchased that early two thousand nineteen. <clears throat> with the way things kind of worked, it didn't transfer till the very end of January. Well, you, were, you were operating it from 19? No, 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 no. I purchased it. You know, I put my money down and got our paperwork in order. You know, it's so all the lawyers and, you know, there's, you know, hundreds of pages of documents you have to submit to AMCO and then there's inspections and then it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole process to get a license transferred, right? And so I bought it, but I was waiting for the license to transfer and it didn't transfer until the end of January. So what's the problem? I mean, they're already... They're already operating. They're just checking you out specifically, or they're. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things that they that they check for license transfers, and it's 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 just they they've made it a kind of long and intense, drawn out process. And part of that is you have to hit the right deadline for the meetings. And they don't meet all the time. You know, Quar- so I think you, quarterly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So you have to like I think you have to essentially hit two different meetings. Well, and this happened. I mean, I don't know. We could talk about you know the whole the. Um, the, the dispensaries and the breweries and the, and the you know the, the thing that happened a couple of years ago. One of them was the bowling alley and you know in Juno. Right. And that that guy was talking to him and it was he was same kind of thing. He was like always trying to catch the meeting. Yeah, the meetings are difficult. If you don't get it in, yeah, you miss the meeting. You have to wait another you know two three months to get the next meeting. So. So when did you when did you finalize the deal with the Viking? January twenty eighth, I think, of twenty twenty. Oh man. Yeah. So it was. Not the best timing. <laughs> so when did you realize, like, the COVID started then, but it wasn't it was really about, in, in, in America yet? No, yeah, exactly. I was seeing some stuff. I have some friends that live in Asia, and I was kind of seeing some stuff on Instagram, or, you know, here and there, some stories. I was so busy, I wasn't even really thinking too much about it, right? And I mean, who, you know, who thinks a pandemic's about to hit you, I guess, you know? No one, yeah, no one. So six weeks later, right around, um, I'm trying to think the last day I operated was... Um, some holiday. I'm blanking on it right now. Probably sometime in March. Yeah. So, so I, you know, shut down essentially six weeks later, and uh, that was pretty concerning. I bet the I bet the seller was like, (laughs) 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 pretty much, pretty much. 
you know, and that was, I mean, the Narrows is a real small, efficient, lean operation. And, um, I mean, that's a cool breeze to your bank account compared to the expenses that go through the Vikings. So the bike, I, I was a little scary that, that uh, this last year. Now, 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 instead of like, like a lot of people, myself included, you put the money down, you get the liquor license, you buy the business, you're probably making payments. You're probably, a lot of folks might freak out. You've gone a different way and we, you took me in there and the whole thing is totally gutted. I mean, it's totally empty. Yeah. Like it, you can't even recognize it. Yeah. So I, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind so of more step, step back from, you know, being afraid. It's like, okay, this is a bad situation and it's how can I, you know, how can I regroup and how can I make the most out of this? You don't often have the t- opportunity to be shut down for a year and, and do, you know, some major renovations. I mean, the Viking, you know, it was a great place for many years, but at the end there, it was in a little bit of disrepair. So, you know, initially, I didn't know how long I'd bring it shut down. So I thought, well, maybe we'll be shut down a month. I was going to rip up some carpet, redo some flooring, maybe put some new equipment in there. And then as it went on and on, and I started opening things up and seeing how bad it was, it, I really just had to take it all the way. So I've gone as far as, I mean, I took, there was 12 layers of flooring. Basically, every 10 years, they put on a new layer of flooring. Huh. And I ripped out all the flooring, went down to the joists. The joists were bad. The beams were bad. So I ripped out all the way down to the dirt put new concrete pads in and then built up from the ground up. So I rebuilt the, the entire building from the ground up. So essentially. I, I was there, it was, a, I think a few months ago. Now, so I imagine it looks quite different from when I was in there when it was totally like studs and beam. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're, there's been the last couple of months has been plumbing electrical roughing and we're about to close that up and sheetrock the walls here, hopefully this next week. So once that happens, it starts coming together a little, little, little quicker, but the structural, the new, new wiring, new plumbing. I mean, obviously all that stuff had to be replaced. So that takes a little bit of time. And, do you have uh, a plan to reopen, like a date? I'm hoping to do some soft openings in July downstairs at the main bar. There's three bars in there. It's a you know it's a big space, and then upstairs maybe maybe the month or two after that, and then the back bar downstairs, which they previously called the back alley. I think I'm going to wait till next year with that one because we just don't need three bars at this moment. Now, didn't you say something about a balcony or something outside? I was working on balconies, and I I decided to, to do something a little bit different. Um, I started to get concerned with. You know, people maybe being intoxicated. Like me, like me falling off the balcony. Yeah, yeah. You throwing stuff away off the balcony. and <laughs> Somebody walks by, water, <laughs> and, water balloon. And, it, 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 you know, quite frankly, it just started to pencil it out. I had it engineered, you know, and the engineering wasn't too bad, but then started to look at, you know, what it's actually going to take with the city to, you know, put up scaffolding and close the front of the building in and, and redo all that. It's, you know, it's a little more money than I wanted to spend on balconies and started to pencil out per square foot how much I'd make off of it, being that it rains all the time. Uh-huh. I'll readdress it later. So what I am going to do is replace all the windows and make them much larger over there. See, I thought um, you've been in Durango, Colorado. No, there's a, there's a couple of cool downtown. It's small, but there's a couple of cool bars where there's like a, it's more of a rooftop deck situation. But it over one of the right. bars, it overlooks the whole kind of main right. downtown. So that's ultimately what I would like to do is a rooftop situation. There's a great roof up there. I just redid the roof actually, and um, you know I don't know if the city would let me do it at some point. I have to address that later date but the roof is is really the prime real estate for outside not some little balconies out the front so what's your we talked about this before but what's your your, your kind of your kind of um positive long-term yeah I'm, I'm, look I'm, on juno I'm, you know I'm, I'm big on juno i think there's a lot of opportunity here i think um you know i'm i'm looking at when i make investments for uh long-term returns you know i'm i'm dumping a ton of money into downtown right now i've got around forty thousand square feet of real estate and i've you know, been going through and redoing things not for kind of uh, a short-term view. And when I redo something, I really like to do a re- redo it complete, mm-hmm. just, just right from the get-go. Well, and I also, you told me, you showed me, you bought that 
uh, office building. Yeah, well, it's a little bit of office. It's, it's called the Emporium Mall. And it's, it's uh, huge. It's, I mean, it's it huge. Me- yeah, it's 26,000 square feet. It uh, spans from South Franklin over to Shattuck Way. I've got about 22 tenants in, the, in there, and even from theaters to breweries to kids' stores to restaurants to yoga to meditation, all kinds of stuff in there. Now that was and a the that record was, shop just opened up. That was a you bought that after the pandemic started. Uh, actually, I got that January 1st, 2020. So same deal. Ah, damn. Same deal. You, I took, <laughs> I took <laughs> out all this on right before. Um, but again, you know, I've been able to, uh, to, to weather the storm. It's it had to make some tough decisions and, and, uh, but, uh, you know, again, it's it, in the whole scheme of my life, this is a short, you know, little blip. And, um, so this summer, I think, you know, the cruise ships aren't coming, maybe some smaller no, ones, I doubt but, it, yeah. you know, you, long-term you, when they come back, you're pretty bullish on kind of tourism plus. Yeah. And I'm bullish on this side of town. You know, we're starting to see. You know that SHI project that's right across the street from the Viking come yeah, together. Yeah, that, that's starting to, and that's going to be great. You know, I think Norwegian will eventually get their new dock down our direction. Um, and uh, you know, quite frankly, as more stuff gets built and more things get turned over in that South Franklin Front Street corridor and get remodeled, I mean, it's a more attractive. You know, it is the historic downtown. You know, more or less. I'm not that the better part of South Franklin isn't historic, but it's a little more Disneylandish down there. And I think people will appreciate what we what we put together in in a this area what what kind of i mean does the narrows get during the past several years a lot of tourists or yeah and you know that's never been my focus necessarily with the narrows the narrows is um you know i don't have any song and dance or any sort of historical aspect that it's i'm not, going not like towards. The red dog. I, mean, you know, I do no and the red dog does a great job of what they do but that's not what the narrows is mm-hmm. you know so the narrows is you know very authentic uh craft cocktails and authentic not only in our preparation methods, you know, our techniques, our, our um, glassware, you know, being crystal and, and uh, you know, the ingredients we make, um, you know, we juice everything in, in-house fresh daily. We make everything, all our syrups in-house, oftentimes what's the, locally foraged stuff. What's so. the popular one? The lady? Uh, Spicy, Spicy lady, lady is always that, our most popular drink. I, yeah. I, I, I get it sometimes, too. It's, so it's, it's, uh, it's a very good beverage, yeah. It's a good yeah. one. So, um, so, you know, I do fine with the tourists, but that's not my... Bread and butter, I would say. People that come in here to work for the summer seasonally, I do really well with. Like the whether it's uh, people selling tours or working at their restaurants or jewelers, there's just a lot more people in was, town, and that's my really big customer base in the summer. It was so fucking weird here last summer. I remember I stayed through uh, May and in, in my because my place back home, my buddy was there with his girlfriend, so I just stayed in Juno. And God, it was so fucking weird when there was no cruise ships. I mean, it was just so bizarre. Well, and everyone was at home too. It was pretty weird downtown. You walk downtown, there's like everything's closed. It's, you know, some of the things like the hangars stayed open for pickup or takeout, right. but it was just a very odd. You know, I've been here so many times in the summer, and it's like ten thousand, fifteen thousand people in a day. Oh yeah, packed. Yeah. Now, when you so you're from Juno, so you were, I assume. I mean, now you follow the politics, but were you always following? Because now there's a lot of customers, political people, staff, legislators. Yeah, this time of year for sure. So do you like? Was that something you were? Thought about maybe or? in passing when I was younger, but not, not, uh, not terribly. Because I mean, I've, I've been in there too much. I've been in there on nights when there's like four or five, you know, leadership people in leadership, yeah. or in the majority, in the staffers, and they're, you know, so it's, yeah, it's kind do, of a spot. We do quite well with with uh, people up on the hill and you know staffers to legislators themselves and lobbyists and you name it. So lobbyists too, yeah. That's a, yeah. It's, a, it's just a, I like I like you know. There's all the. If folks don't go to Juno, there's every bar has kind of its own feel. Yeah, there's the, nothing really very. There, none, none of them are similar. I would say, not too much. And uh, you know, the Narrows kind of has this little niche where, you know, we do the good drinks, but uh, I also don't have TVs, don't have pull tabs, 
and kind of no distraction. So it's a really great place to go and talk. You to should people. get those pull tabs though. Maybe, yeah, maybe you know, maybe. I like pull tabs, but I'm doing pull tabs at the Viking. Maybe, you know? maybe do like a, a higher. Maybe do like a higher price, like you know, a five dollar. I looked into that actually. That was that was a good idea. So I looked into maybe there's like a five or ten dollar pull tab. You know, maybe maybe that would be something I could do with the narrows. But I think they cap out at two bucks or something. Because like in like that. in lower forty eight, if California, or I grew up in New Mexico, you have you have the scratchers. You have a dollar scratcher, sure. two dollars. You, you're California, right? Twenty dollar yeah. scratcher. Right. There's levels of the scratcher. That's what I was thinking for the narrows, but it's it's not a thing, I guess. So so what's the plan for the summer? I mean, it's. Not a ton of tourists, but I mean, there might be some independent people, of ferries, or it's sounding like we're going to get some independent tra- travelers. Um, so that's good. But you know, this year it is what it is. I think just just getting through this year and and looking towards next year, it's a it's another great year to kind of get your systems in place. You know, clean up. You know, change things that you want to change and be ready for when things get back to normal. Now, because you bought the businesses and you know the the, the Viking and then the building in January before the pandemic, they were in business before. Did you qualify for any kind of help or any? Yeah, fortunately, loans? I was able to qualify. You know, it. There was some time period though where it, it, there was a lot of uncertainty. Because you, uh, you had to be, you know, owner before. You had to be owning before, and then there was some uncertainty whether you know which numbers you could use, and um, you know, for payroll, for instance, because I wasn't operating the year before. But you know, it took them a while. They ironed a lot of that stuff out, and I was able to take advantage of some of those programs, which was very helpful. Uh, but in that meantime, um, you know, there was a good three to six months where it was uncertainty. So, I mean, I had to cash out my, you know, uh, retirement accounts that uh, I'd been saving since I was in my early 20s. Oh, you boy. know, I, um, I sold a lot of the stuff that I own. Um, you know, this last year I sold some some real estate and, you know, I did, did what I could to, to make it through and pay for these projects that I'm taking on, you know. So how many people do you employ at the Narrows? Like, right now, eight, eight or nine, right or? now, at staffing, you'll talk to any restaurateur, staffing is really difficult right now. So I have maybe five people at the moment. I'd like closer to 10, you know, in a normal summer. I'm probably 10, maybe Maybe fifteen with extra, you know, the other staff. Um, what about the Viking? The Viking. The Viking. I'm going to need thirty to forty, wow. probably when we're up and running. So it's a big space, a lot of bars, you know, a lot of different duties. You know, I have a story of the Viking. We're before you. This is nineteen. I got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I heard about that. You aware of that? <laughs> yeah, I heard and, about that. And I remember the, the the lady I went the top manager. I forget her name, but there was an owner. There was a guy, right? The guy who in the Jack Trip. Jack Trip. He had the uh, hardware store too. He has a the Mount Juno Trading Post. And I I tried so fucking hard to. Get the tape because I, I was genuinely because I mean it was a sucker punch by this rogue kind of staffer guy. It's a long story, but but I wanted the tape so bad right. just so I could if, if for anything else I could watch it. But but they, I could never get it. Would you would you have given me? The, do you guys give tapes out or is that something? You, you know, know, I've had the police asking for tapes and I've given them out under certain circumstances, but. I could understand his reluctance to give out a tape. I could not like get that. the tape. I, yeah. I feel like I didn't know I, him. To be though. fair, his camera system was terrible, and uh, it's hard to get find anything on that thing. I'm we, we, upgrading we were, the system. We were so you know where the karaoke spot was. Kind of yeah. when you walk into the right, we were right in that first table, and, yeah. and I don't know how the camera system worked, but there was a camera right above us. <laughs> so I was like, oh great, there's a camera <laughs> angle here of, of the punch. <laughs> what's it? So what's one of the? You, okay, you got the the narrows for a while. Um, what's one of the? Crazy shit happens all the time in bars, and that's part of the business. Like, what's the wildest thing you maybe ever had to deal with? Wildest, or, you know. Most luckily, with the narrows, I haven't had to deal with too much. I mean, every now and again, I'll have a little incident. Uh, Viking could be different. So, the, yeah, that's the deal. So, I operated for six weeks last year before we got shut down. In that six weeks, I mean, I had windows punched out. I had people punching the bouncer. You name it. I had people falling asleep during the day. It was it was just a <laughs> totally different kind of bar than I'm used to with the narrows. 
and quite frankly, not something I want to be dealing with. So mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons why I was like, all right, we're ripping this place to the ground. We're rebuilding it. Uh, it's going to be beautiful, by the way. And um, and it's going to be did, a different bar with, with different expectations for the clientele. Didn't you bring in like a bar? You, you were talking about maybe bringing in some old, old school bar? Or old so school. I was looking at these things called Brunswick Bars. And Brunswick is now a bowling company. Oh, yeah, the bowling, maybe, yeah. maybe some other things. But, uh, you know, back pre-prohibition, they made modular back bars that were beautiful. Big arched frame and panel, you know, big columns and stuff like that. And they were designed to be able to shift across the country and put together. And there's a handful of them around. And I saw some of them, you know, online. I said, oh, that's beautiful. And I called to inquire. And some of these things were fifty dollars to $100,000. And I was like, wow, that's ridiculous. Jesus. I'll build one you know, instead, you know. So I've been building one. And my dad's a, a general contractor and a woodworker. And he's got a shop out in North Douglas here. And one of his guys has been uh, build, building it for me. And little did I know, I've spent, I think, more than if I just bought a Brunswick back bar <laughs> doing it myself. Because you're, it is, you're gonna... <laughs> it's so incredibly detailed work. Yeah, but, you know, I kind of wanted this to be a no-expense-spared kind of thing. You where, know. where are these bars? I mean, they're in lower 48? or where? They're all over, you know, but there's there's not, you know, a, a, you know I don't want to say there's tons of them, but they're they're around. And they're a little beat up now, but they're but they're beautiful, you know. But so I'm kind of recreating one, and I've got a design firm, Bower Clifton, here in town that's that's uh, helped me design one. And, and you know, it's it's incredibly intricate work, and I'll be really happy to show it off. It's all solid black walnut. I'm a big walnut fan if you've been in the Narrows. I can't. So the Vikings keeping the name. No, I'm changing the name. Oh, really? You didn't, didn't tell me that. Do you, is that public <laughs> information yet, or? Well, do you have the name picked out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I Ooh. do. You don't. You don't got to say if you don't want to. If, I might leave it. I might. I might wait for a minute. You know, to uh, to reveal what the I'm Viking. It's, it's how long was the Viking there for? I mean, a long time. Gosh, you know, I don't know. Jack bought it. I want to say in the '80s. Something someone, like that. Someone told me like a hundred years ago or something, or eight. It was called something else. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I've heard there's a bunch of different names. Someone told me like a long, this is like 80 years ago or something. I have to look this up, but someone told me it was yeah. called Blackies. Yeah, I think there's, I think I've heard that. And uh, that's not the name I'll be going with. <laughs> are you, yeah. you're, are you, you're probably not going with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it'd be contentious. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when I was a kid, I think there was a Viking, in the, but the bar was much smaller. And then there was a restaurant in there as well, and the guy named Bob Creek Palm. I was friends with his son Glenn, and they had they had a restaurant, and then they lived up in the apartment upstairs. So as a kid, I remember being in that building and sleeping in the apartment upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, middle school age, and um, I've got little connections with a lot of different projects. You know, like the Emporium, for instance. I've, I've went through since I was a kid. My dad did work on some of the detail work inside there. That's and the mall. I always liked that building. That's the mall. That's the mall. Yeah, and so so uh, you know. 30 years later, I picked it up. I got a great Viking story. Um, not getting punched, but I was in there. It was a couple of years ago. Gary cannot remember. He died in the plane crash. Yeah. So he, he, he was really close with Louis Stutes. And I walked in there one day. It was like a, I don't know. It was like a Wednesday, like six o'clock. I just walked, the door was open. It was, it was pretty warm out. And I see them in there playing pull tabs and I go in and they're both going partners and they're, they're pretty deep into about you know, several hundred bucks. And then, um, I go, I go for 20, I think I won like eighty Uh-oh. or something, right? And then, but they were going partners. Uh-huh. And then Gary was like, you know, fuck it, I'm done. I'm, I'm not doing anymore. And then Luis goes a hundred more, and she peels off a five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Luis is an old bar owner. She Kodiak, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's, I don't think um, she does anymore, but she used to. Own she a bar. sold it, but she yeah. uh, that's probably part of the reason. You know, as speaker, she's so much different than uh, you know, like like Edgman or some of these like Harris, Harris or even well, Chanel kind of was pretty outgoing, but she has that. 
you know, 30 years or more of running a bar and just talking to people. Sure. So she's got a little bit of a different style with people yeah. than some of the folks that have been in the past where it's maybe not as, she just kind of just, she'll, she'll tell you what she thinks. Because <laughs> you got to kick it. somebody out of a bar. <laughs> yeah, I've had to do that a couple of times. So, so um, Narrows is basically cruising, but the Viking you're thinking July. For the, for yeah, the, some soft openings in July. Now, am I invited to that? Am I going to be? You will be there. Okay, because I, I might know, be back in Anchorage. Landfield's in. I will fly. We can do a live stream. Yeah. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it popping. I off. actually lightly committed to my high school twenty-year high school reunion on July first, which I'm a little concerned might not actually. We might be moving everyone to you the narrows at that. Well, that's what I. I got this um, classmate, Erica Sisman, who was. Erica Simpson, who's been hounding me, and I said, "All right, we can do it there, but we'll we'll see if it." You're going to get a lot finished. of business. You're going to make some money. Either that, or it's going to be it's going to be like a plywood floor. We'll throw some sawdust down <laughs> just, and just yeah. call it. A- <laughs> so, so I, I heard, I heard, and I don't even think this is a rumor, but tell me if this is true. Is there going to be axe throwing? So that's that's part of the plan. It is, you know. But that that's, seems like I'll be honest. As somebody who's like likes to have fun and party, that seems like a maybe horrible idea with alcohol involved. <laughs> So maybe it's not as, as uh, rambunctious as you think. So it's during the day. The idea with the axe throwing is to churn out groups of six on the hour every hour, tourists generally, in the, in the day. So it's going to be in the back bar, and there's going to be four lanes fully fenced in, and you watch a training video ahead of time with your group, then you're, you go see a coach, and then you fully coach the whole time. You have one or two beers. You're not getting lit up at 10 p.m. <laughs> till three, midnight. Three shots. Yeah, yeah. Throw. <laughs> no. Not really a drinking game, but you can have a beer or two while you're doing it. And you know, like a you know, like a family group that comes up here, you'll throw some axes, take some pictures, and um, post them to Instagram. You know, it's a it's a fun. It works with being in Alaska, and these bars are all over down south. So, so they they have one in Anchorage. They they opened um uh, must have been over a year ago. But a buddy, I'm trying to think when it was. Maybe it was after the COVID. But a buddy um invited me to go to it, and yeah. it was it was in kind of Midtown Anchorage there, South Anchorage. So it was cool. I went to it, and there was like a tournament. I didn't even know there was a tournament. And yeah, and, yeah, links. And, and I actually did fucking pretty well. I mean, I, once I got my little my my kind of my my technique down, right? I, I was able to kind of nail the you know the middle part pretty well, right? And this one guy was there, and he was all pissed off because he was like a kind of an axe throwing bro. He was very excited, and I beat him. And he was like he was like flexing. It was kind of weird, but like you you go in, Jared. Like there was like no instruction. It was like here you go, <laughs> fucking. Thing. So at one point, some chick threw the, threw it kind of weird, and it hit the ground, and it flew back. What was the flooring in front of it? Did, was it like a little rubber mat in front? Um, Do you remember in front of the target? The one I, think there, I think there was. I think there was. But at one point, like the, the axe, she threw it really sh- shitty, and yeah. it hit the ground, and it flew. I mean, it wasn't like in a. It was luckily not close to anybody, but it yeah. kind of ricocheted back. Sure. And I'm like, the Fuck. ones that I've seen because I've seen some videos. People people were sure to forward me every incident that goes wrong with axe throwing once they heard about this. But the ones I've seen go wrong have like a rubber mat under the target. Which is a little more bouncy than say, yeah, I, I you know, know. I think it's a good idea. What I've seen in a lot of places is is they've got like wood chips in front, which kind of you know cushions the fall. Of yeah, the this axe this and... whole place had wood chips. I remember. Oh, it I did. Remember. Yeah. But it's still like, I mean, if you if you hit it wrong, it could. And some of the people, I don't, know, I don't. There was not drinking there, but I feel like some of the people were kind of pre gaming before they got there. Sure, I could see that. But it, it, it was it was kind of fun. I mean, I, I had this weird technique where I could, I don't know. It's I, once you kind of nail it, like like yeah. hone it in, you can. Hit that middle, that 10 It's fun. So or... I took some staff, you know, a year or so ago down to Seattle, and we went to one of the places there. I can't remember the name at the moment, but up on Capitol Hill, I think. And uh, they had 18 lanes, and we had to book the place days in advance. I mean, it's just slammed day in, day out. And there's multiple axe throwing places in Seattle. And you start looking in Portland, San Francisco, yeah, L.A., they're all over the this place. This has, like, been a, a, a new kind of trend lately. It's a new trend. It'll probably be fleeting, but, hey, I'll, I'll jump on for a few years and... 
you know, it's an easy. You have to up. have a, an Alaska Legislature axe throwing competition. Well, we're probably going to do league in the winter, so that's perfect timing. You know, start start one up in like the bowling league you in know? February or something. Yeah. So as a bar owner, um, I've worked in bars before, and I've you know I've served and bartended, and then I worked at like GCI, you know, for a while. So it's like you, you sell something. And everybody you mentioned GCI, and it's like they want you know, give me a free internet or give me a free cable. Oh, how sure. many how many people you know are like, yo, hook me up, Jared. I'm I'm a good customer. You know, <laughs> give me. Yeah, uh, it's a thing. Everyone wants. It's got to be a every, thing. Everyone right? wants free drinks from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I try to stay out of there. You know, it costs me money. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not much. I've never really one time I think I saw you behind the bar. So the first couple of years, the first year in particular, I bartended almost every day. Um, you know, when I started, it was just me. It was, it was this whole push to get the remodel done, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just got to get this remodel done, then I can open. Little did I know, once I opened, it would be even more work, and then I was going to be by myself. Did you have, when you <laughs> opened, was it an instant clientele, or did it take a while to build the Day build up? one, I booked a charity event for a Lighthouse Foundation. I'm friends of, um, Cape, I can't remember the Lighthouse exactly. But, um, so I did have this fundraiser. And they're like, oh, we're going to have 10, 15 people show up. 40 people walk in the door at the same time. It's just me. I don't have product. You know, I, the license transferred the day before, right? So I couldn't even order product ahead of time. So mm-hmm. I, like, ran to Costco, got some stuff, you know, and show up thinking 10 or 15 people are going to have some beers. And then everyone's ordering craft cocktails. They hear it's a craft cocktail bar. I don't have a menu. So people are ordering every which way. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, trying to put this all together. Just running. It went really well. The, you know, the Lighthouse raised a, a good amount of money and, and uh, I sure learned a lot from that experience that night, and was was dead tired. No, no, I gotta say, a few a few nights ago, I was there, and it was pretty popping. And you walked in, and there was um, actually my my buddy's brother was DJing. It was kind of a little bit of a house yeah. vibe, and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny. You you were like, I didn't even know there was a DJ. Well, <laughs> like, no, no one told me there was a DJ. You know, I remember talking to this guy about a week before, and he kind of in passing was like, Yeah, we should do this DJ set I mean, here. The, the, and I was like, Yeah, you know, people tell me stuff all the time, and I'm like, were, Yeah, that's true. That sounds cool. Well, I didn't realize that he was actually showing up on next Thursday. There was like strobe lights and yeah, like, and, and like yeah. a Russian techno house vibe. <laughs> I mean, somebody, somebody, I remember somebody walked in and said, what the fuck happened to this bar? <laughs> Not normally what I would put on there, but, you know, it was popular and people were having a good time. I was in bed. I'm like scrolling through Facebook, about to go to bed. It's like 1030. And I see a Facebook live feed. It's like, there's like fucking laser lights. And I'm like, where's this? And I'm like looking around. I'm like, holy, that's the narrows. And I'm seeing my bartender, Matt, who's work normally works by himself on Thursdays, and the place is pretty busy, and he's just running around, you know, frantic. So I jumped out of bed and I ran down and I yeah, you came, ran yeah. his dishes till about one in the morning. It was it was it was it was a, it was a fun night. Yeah. So so have you have you found that people now with the vaccinations and because when I first got here, you know, I, I wore the mask, but you know, the bars were basically kind of open. Not but now it seems like more, people are much more. Now it's much better. Yeah. So we're still down. I would say if I look at numbers from you know say 2019 this time to, to now, we're still down. But but it's uh, much more sustainable than it, I mean it was it was pretty bad this last winter. You know, but uh, just in the last couple months, you're seeing it start to ramp up and 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 feel a lot better. How much would you say from you know January to like May? I mean, do you, is it a decent part of your business? Is like the legislative kind of like government crowd, or is it not? You know, for, for me, every month is important, but, um, you know, the variance between my, say, worst month, which is going to be probably November or January, to my best month, which is about August, is, um, you know, August is going to be two and a half to three times what one of those months this is. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a so lot. So the summer's a big deal, you know. You can get, you know, 
I don't know, seventy percent of your revenue in the in the summer months or something like that. I, 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 exactly, I'm, but. I'm I'm nervous to I'm actually be, be be scared to go and check all my credit cards in the last three months and <laughs> you know filter the narrows. My Amex does that, and I and I, I noticed. I know uh, it, it filters it by like sector, and then by <laughs> but even even further down. I got this email one time, and it said my top spend was Song Sushi Bar, which is a place I've been going to since I was a kid, and I love it. And I, I realized how much money I'd been spending at songs, and I was like, oh wow, <laughs> better cool it down. Yeah, no, it, it's it's um. Folks listening, if you come to Juno, I mean the Narrows Bar, it's it's a great, it's a great um, different kind of bar, and, and it's, but it's cool because they're also, and you, I, I assume all the bar, you guys are all kind of your competitors on one end, but you're also in the same kind of business. All the other bar owners and myself are pretty pretty close, I would say. Pretty pretty much all of us can sit down, have a beer together, talk when we have issues, not issues between amongst us, but you know, like this last year, we we had issues with the city, we needed to hash out, and so we all can get together, pretty much every one of us, and and. Uh, I'm kind of like what I'll do is I'll be at the Narrows and then I'll, I'll pop over to the Triangle and yeah. peel off twenty on pull tabs, have a shot, and then I'll come back. You know, right. I mean that's what's nice about having all the bars together downtown is we can kind of do that little circuit. I do it too. I go give everyone business and and say hi. And now we tried to. You were kind of a little bit not super involved, but uh, a couple of years ago, my friend Scott and I were trying to get the kind of the Juno reality docu series going. I love the idea. And we we did a little shooting in the Narrows. And I got like I think a third of a second. It was video. more than. It was more than. <laughs> I'm going to go time it. (laughs) (laughs) I showed you. I think the Viking got more time. (laughs) I was doing the karaoke in the Viking. Exactly. But I remember I showed you, and I was like, there's an error. You're like, like, oh, fuck, can you you please uh, slow it down 10 times and pause it? (laughs) But that would have been, I mean, that would have been, the the problem with that show, and I think it's almost good we didn't get the money because that was in 1920. I mean, we would have had this money, and we wouldn't have been able to do much. Right. But, um, you know, the, 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 the issue with it is, like, it's such a great concept, and I think, I think it would work. But I, I don't know if, if you would, or, or the, you know, trying, Leanne, or the, I don't know if they would want cameras in there. Probably not. That's tough, you know. It's, I, you know, I, I don't even imagine the clientele. You know, if you've got a legislator in there, do they want a camera following them? I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it works everywhere else, right? Everyone's got cameras following them around. I mean, I, I think, I think, shows I think you happening. have people that are, like, in the show, that agreed to be in the show. Right. That agreed to be kind of character. But then, but then the problem is, like, are they are they going out because they want to be part of the show? Because you want to catch people in real life. It's hard to be authentic with a big camera in your face. It is, imagine. it is. Yeah. But there, I mean, there's so many nights where, you know, whether it's Triangle or especially in the past or Narrows or right. I mean, after like a, a big night or skits, I mean, people are out and it's like I love the even, idea. Even any weekend, you know, I love the idea. You know, I think I think as you say, shit's loose out there. Very loose. Yeah, no, it's hyper loose out there. We gotta we, capture that. We, 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 maybe, maybe like hidden cameras and mics for two years and just don't tell anybody. You can do a show off just the cameras in the bars, you know, just, oh, man. just hack the feeds. and. Take that. So you, you, you at this point, I assume you know, now there's a lot of new ones and some of the new ones I think don't maybe go out very much, but do you know most, like if a legislator comes in, do you know they're a legislator? I would say there's a group that comes out and there's definitely a group that you know, probably does not come out. So the, of the ones that come out, yeah, I, I, I know who they are. And, uh, and you know, now, especially the ones that have been around for a few years, I'm, 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 I'm able to, you know, be friendly with them. Has and, the governor ever come in, Walker or Dunleavy? Uh, n- no, no. I think um, I think Walker's wife came in one time, and I think, uh, um, who's the uh, assistant governor right now? Lieutenant governor? Uh, Meyer. Lieutenant Meyer. governor, yeah. I think he, he popped in one time, I heard, but, uh, uh, but no. That's the, that's the, you got to get Dunleavy in there and like get, get a, a picture on the wall or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could come both ways. <laughs> uh, we've had some characters over the years, 
you know, I think we've had a, oh God, we had an incident. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne was filming a reality show at the Alaskan, I think, one time. Oh, I, I uh, remember. Yeah. And it was, no, sorry, his son came back and did a reality show at the Alaskan, something with ghosts or something. Yeah, but Ozzy yeah, right. was doing something. Maybe somewhere else, like, he, like a road trip or something. They did something out the glacier. Anyways, the crew came in one time, just lit the place up, and we were peeing all over the trash cans in the back. And Jesus. Yeah, it was a disaster. So, Have you ever had from the cruise ships or some of the private, you know, wealthy folks come up here? Have you ever had famous people come in? You're like, oh, my God, this person's here. You know, I'm trying to remember. We've had a couple other famous people come through, but um, most of the time with those big yachts, the, uh, the people that are, uh, you know, paying the big money, they they don't come up to come into town as much as mm-hmm. get out and go into Glacier and, Bay and whatever. So the crew comes in a lot. In two thousand eight, when I was in, I lived in Skagway for the summer. My friend and I had a store there, and I spent the whole summer kind of doing a little little business. And um, Harrison Ford was in town on a on one of these yacht things, and I was in my store and I heard about it, and I, I spent the whole summer there, so you get to kind of know the business community and some of the people in the kind of you know government and mm-hmm. local local government and. This oh Harrison Ford's here, you know, and it's like everybody's talking about it, and I was like, no shit, like really, and uh, I'll never forget this. He he eventually was walking up, not even in Skagway. Yeah, you got kind of the main street. It's it's pretty, not very. It's a small community. Pretty yeah. small. So if you're walking, somebody probably can see you. And he was walking. He was kind of an ass to people. They didn't want to didn't want to talk to anybody. But he had this crazy like long hair and beard. He looked almost like homeless. <laughs> and this old Skagway, I forget his name. He was like an old timer. He they kind of re, you know recruited him to show him around. But it was it was not somebody you were. Talking to her, getting to. Yeah, that's probably what I'd do, too. It'd probably be exhausting, constantly approached by people, you know, if you're just trying to take a vacation. It'd be hard. I mean, I, w- I was watching, uh, you watched The Crown at all? No, I never seen, I've seen it. So it's just new, it's been on for four years now, I guess, on Netflix, and it's about the British, you know, the Queen Elizabeth and her husband and the whole family, and starting from, you know, like, her kind of taking over from her dad who died, yeah. um, like, the 50s. But it's all this kind of people that, you know, they're so famous. I mean, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. You just be, can't go anywhere. You, can, you can't, or if you're one of these famous actors or, you know, maybe famous politicians, I mean, you cannot go anywhere. Right. It's almost like you're, tra- you, you watch the uh, Last Dance? No. You got to watch, the, really? The Bulls. The 90s oh, Bulls. Oh, the Bulls, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I saw it on Netflix. But, uh, the, you got to watch. I don't watch it. Oh, at least, you know, I don't remember anything. I watch, I watch stuff to like just get away. And as soon as it goes in my head, it's just instantly but, gone. Well, the last dance was this great. I mean, it's just awesome. It's it's so good about the Bulls, but but Jordan um, and they actually allowed them to film the last ninety seven ninety eight season called the Last Dance. That's what they, they called it, and they had all this you know footage that they had allowed them to film back then. But at one point, he's in the hotel and he's like, "This is all I can do. I go to practice. I go to the hotel. I can't I can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I just can't go anywhere." Could you imagine that? That's why I feel my life is right now. Not with the people kind of trying to find me, but just I go, I go to one bar, I go to the next bar, I go to a remodel project, and I go. Oh. <laughs> it's just repetitive this last year. Yeah. So, so once the Vikings done, yeah, um, you're going to be in a different kind of mode. Hopefully, at that point, right? I mean, they'll be you know trying to recruit employees and get the place up in running mode. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's a hard. You know, I just read this article about how, um, and I, I don't know how prevalent this is, but it's. It was basically saying that a lot of people who hadn't worked for a long a year are having uh, some of it's maybe a little bit kind of uh, sensationalized, but they, they have this issue of going back to work. They can't go back to work because you haven't worked for a year and now you got to go back with people. And it's like a whole, it's a kind of overcoming this. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't want to work right now. That's for sure. I worked harder this last year than I've ever worked in my life. So 
I don't sympathize, unfortunately. <laughs> well, no, I, me either. But I have friends that, you know, um, you know, they, I mean, they've told me straight up. They're like, well, I'm getting this unemployment. It's pretty good. I'm just, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, some people are making more than they, than they made working. And so, you know. I just got back last week. I went to Palm Springs briefly. And I went to go get a rental car. And, you know, thinking whenever I go to L.A., it's like, you know, you get 50 bucks a day, 40 bucks, pretty cheap. Nothing was available. There was these big 15-passenger cargo bands for like $500. <laughs> that was it. There was seriously nothing available in the whole Palm yeah, Springs. I went, to, I went to Hawaii a couple weeks ago. Same deal. No cars. So uh, I was like, all right, I'll take an Uber. No Ubers. No, same thing. I had to share hard. a ride with someone to get to my hotel, and then was basically there. And So I start kind of looking into it. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they sold all the rental cars in the 2020 when there was no was customers. I don't know what happened. And, and that's part of it. But the other yeah. part of it, and, and I, I called some folks in the rental car business, and I kind of looked into it. And part of it is it's really hard to find employees right now. Every person I talk to, you know, like whether it's owning a restaurant or construction, is having a real hard time finding people to work. You know, there's another restaurant tour that's uh, much bigger than myself here in town, and, and uh, she's been flying down to Washington, handing out business cards, offering, you know, the plane ticket, the housing, and you know, just doing whatever she, she can to find people because it is tough. It is tough. Well, hopefully things. I, I just want to get really want to get past this thing because it's, yeah, it's oh, so it's so yeah. doing the fucking mask. And it's funny. I I um I saw this post earlier. This kind of viral tweet, and it was like, you know, have, hug my mom and had dinner with my friends. Haven't done that in a year. It's like I've been doing that. I mean, I don't know. I feel pretty. I haven't had that problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it got a little lonely this last year. You have to respect, you know, some people's wishes. And, and oh, certainly, absolutely, Certainly yeah. some, some of my friends were on one end of the spectrum, some were on the other. Um, so some of my best friends I didn't, didn't see, you know, but a couple times this last year. And, you know, that's that's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, then the other people, you know, I had the bar open, so I'm going in there. And some people you see out all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, I had yeah, friends that took it very seriously. You know, that yeah. was that's fine. Yeah. But other people... I have friends with kids, they took it a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't take it serious, but shit, I still had a job to do, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not getting, you're a business guy, so you're not getting unemployment. Maybe you're getting a loan or something. But... I got a lot of loans yeah, this yeah. last year. <laughs> I'm highly in debt. <laughs> well, hopefully some of, I mean, those PPP, I think some of those are going to be forgiven, but I think you have yeah. to apply. Yeah. So I got a small one. It wasn't very much because I didn't make too much in the previous sure. year, but... I think I have to. I have to look into that. Maybe I have to make sure. Yeah, I, you have to file a, a forgiveness, uh, some documentation. So I have one of those to do myself. A couple of those to do. So, so twenty twenty, you're feeling real good about twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two, I think, is going to be a lot better. And uh, you know, long term, assuming this, uh, you know, these these three ballot propositions don't don't uh, come into play. This is uh, the, uh, the local, the local stuff. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. There's some stuff going on with they want to limit. Somebody wants to limit cruise ships. Yeah, they want. What the to, fuck is that there's about? Three different things. Um, you know, from from some people that uh, you know are kind of tired of the, you know, large mass scale tourism. I can sympathize. I guess a little bit. From, I can see it from their perspective, but also I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, let's not. Let's look at a transition plan if we want to. If we want to talk about mitigating, or we're talking about getting independent travels, let's, let's look at a plan to make that happen. Let's not rip it all out from under us right away, because uh-huh. you know there's a lot of people, myself, and and um, you know other tour companies or whatever you have that have invested significant amounts of money into this community, expecting to have a certain you know a certain number of clients, and um, you know so th- so there's three different propositions. I think there's one. To limit cruising between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., so really they would be all on board by uh, 6 p.m. on the boats or something like that. 
It's right there. It cuts off. What is it now? It's like 9 or 9 p.m. or something, isn't no, it? No, they have to get out before 10? midnight, right? Yeah, because so, people are having dinner all the time. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So you cut out dinner. You cut out evening drinks right there. So That's that, crazy. That would That's be, insane. That would be bad. Um, there's another one I think that limits them on no two boats on Sunday or something like that. And then the third one would limit the size of the boat to, I think it's 100,000 tons or something like that. And then that, So that basically gets rid of all the, the, the mega ships that are coming through here. So, so basically, been, they, if they, all they, three of those things happened, I think what they're estimating is we'd go from around, you know, 1.2 to 1.5 million, give or take whatever we're at, to about 370,000 or something. And that's why, so, I mean, is, is, there, is there a group behind this or individuals? There's a, there's or? a small group behind it. And, you know, I know some of the people and they're, you know, they're good people, but... Um, I can't see, know, they, I can't they, see they, that passing. I just cannot see yeah, that passing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you never know. You never know in this town. And, uh, you know, there's some good people that, that, that have that opinion, and, and uh, that's okay to have an opinion, a difference of opinion than me. But um, they're also not reliant on the, on the industry like I am my, now, you know. You know. You're talking people that are retired, that, you know, tier one pensions, that we don't have that opportunity mm-hmm. now. Uh, you know, I'm out here trying to make my own living. There's and, a huge number of millionaires in Juno per capita. There is. A lot of is. that is from the, you know, you work yeah. 30 years in tier one, and you're doing yeah. pretty well. You know, there's there's been a, a number of booms over the years in Alaska, and certainly people that worked for the state many years ago to got some great benefits packages. Those aren't available to to people my age. That's so wild. They're trying to after this pandemic and after two years of you know very few tourists. Like that just seems like crazy. That would be it's a, poor timing. I uh, think, and I think it it will be viewed like that by the the rest of the public. I think I think they'll say okay. This is too much. You so this, know? Is, this is October? Is that right? Is that uh, Something like that, yeah. Cause I don't know when they do the local so elections. I think it's probably they're October. Gonna, they're going to have some uh, some things out, people looking for signatures. A lot of people sign things without looking into it, so hopefully people You should do one of those, those. Uh, hi, I'm Jared. Um, vote no. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Jared. Please don't sign. <laughs> Here, <laughs> take this drink token. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I'm all, I'm all for talking about, you know, how can we lessen the impact for, for these people, you know, and, and, you know, mitigate some of the issues that we're talking about. I mean, these are conversations that we can have. Uh, I mean, what are they concerned about? I mean, just a lot of people here. Know, what are they? A lot of people, you know. So people are, you know, concerned about, you know, whether it's their their streets, their trails, the you know space in front of their houses, the the sound from the you know the the um, the, the planes or the or the helicopters, mm-hmm. and you know, understandable conversations to have. But uh, I think those are conversations that we can talk about without totally ripping out the rug from the people that have invested in this community now. You know, we look at the other ways that people have made money over the years in, in Juneau, and we talk about, like, the mining days. Right. You know? mm-hmm. By all accounts, you, do, you, you read some of the history on that, and we, we use stamp mills, right? So we were blasting in the mountains, and we used stamp mills. And uh, I read that we used to have the deafening sound of the stamp mill, boom, 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 24 hours a day, except for two days a year. I think it was might have been, like, uh, you know, Christmas and Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July is a it's big one of those deal things. Here. Like, like yeah. I, I love it. It's not that often, but I love in Anchorage. I can hear the train in the middle of the night a lot in the summer. And it's like you just whatever. It's like you right. doesn't matter. Right. You're used to it. Yeah. So you know, every industry you know it has its impacts, and uh, I'm all for talking about mitigation. But uh, you know, to, well, think, I'm, to I'm think, gonna, think that we had no impact from any of the industries before tourism, I think is is. Uh, well, so I mean, just knowing so many folks like you and friends and business people and. This community in Juneau, I mean, I think that's like... I hope, I hope oh, we're thing, fucked. I hope, that thing goes, you know, I hope that thing goes down bad. Yeah, we're, if, if this if happens, go- we're fucked. I mean, that's, you know... I, there's a lot of other business owners that have been here forever, right? They own their business outright, and it's all gravy train right now. Maybe they could maybe they could sustain something like this, but someone like myself or some of the other new business owners, I think it would be very difficult. 
very difficult. Quite frankly, the Viking would not last. The Narrows would probably, you know, I'd squeak by because it's really lean, but the Viking, not a chance, you know. A place like the Red Dog was closed. You'd see a lot of things closed. Costco wouldn't be supported by the local, you mm-hmm. know, just the local people, you know, so. That's another weird one, that Walmart. Now it's like an abandoned, empty Walmart over yeah. there by the, by the yeah. um, place, towards the valley. That's kind of bizarre. They have to keep it, like, turned on. They have to keep the power on, I read. Well, I mean, keep it heated. Otherwise, the, it'll just you know, Juno. I mean, you leave the lights off in a room for a week and it starts growing mold. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so folks, don't know there's a Walmart that was open for a while back towards the valley from you know about halfway to the valley from downtown, and they closed it. And it's like this huge fucking Walmart building, and it's so that showed up originally, I think, as a Kmart, and it was uh, first it was Kmart, and then it was Big K, and then it was Super K, and my dad. Uh, you know, as a general contractor, and he he got the sign contracts to change it from the big K to the super K to the mega K, whatever it was, the K of the week, you know. And I remember they were slow rolling him on paying him. And then... Uh, wait, so wait, was, was it Walmart or no? Was it... No, well, so it was Walmart after that. After, okay, after yeah. After that, at the end, I believe, you know. But it was Kmart before. They kept changing the name, thinking somehow magically they'd get more customers or something. That never happened. And then they ended up going into bankruptcy, and uh, screwed my dad. Never paid him on. Uh, like no shit. Owed him about fifty grand. You know. And screwed, wow. Yeah, Did he collect any in the bankruptcy? Or? Nothing. Screwed the little guy. Jesus. Yeah. I remember growing up in uh, Albuquerque. They had Kmart and Walmart, and I don't know. I just can't, I mean, it's, they're probably kind of similar, but I don't know. Kmart just never. They never marketed it. I mean, it was always like a yeah, Kmart. You know, look at a Walmart. You know? It's red. You know, red's <laughs> an aggressive color. You know. <laughs> I remember it was Walmart's big, cool blue. I remember the big. Oh, wait, K- no. Target's red, whatever. You know. I remember the Big K rebranding. Target, they got a good brand. Yeah, got several. I don't of those. like all the red though. I mean, that makes me <laughs> angry. It's, aggressive. A tar- it's, a, it's a Target. You know, you know the, the the certain folks say Target. Target, yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, it's been great doing the podcast. Po- it's been a long pleasure. time coming. We should do another one of these, but yeah, I mean, we should I'm maybe do one that. from the Narrows. Let's do it sometime. Or couple, the uh, the Viking soft opening. Right. Have a couple spicy ladies. Whatever it's or, called at the time. You know. what, so we secret name. Maybe you'll tell me off of the podcast, and I'll keep keep quiet about it. Yeah, so. I'll tell you, yeah. All right, Jerry. Well, great, great podcast, great talk. Um, best it, of luck, and folks, if you're in Juno, check out the Narrows and then the Viking, new Viking, whatever. Viking, and when sometime, it's open let's call it August. Let's give me an extra month just in case. But, uh, but the Narrows always got. A, I recommend the Spicy Lady, or actually, you guys do a great Manhattan. Lovely Manhattan. Yeah. Good, good. I mean, everything everything there is great. So, and get some good craft beers too. So, yeah, I'll enjoy it. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll do another one of these later. Sounds good. All right, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline radio.